And welcome to a, a very special episode of Ticket Killer Two Brunch. I am one of your co-hosts, Darcy. And I am the other co-host, Shannon. I never knew we were starting, honestly, nowadays. It's fine. I um, just kind of start talking. And I'm like, I'm, talking. I have, I'm like staring off into like the abyss. Probably. Um, but this is a very special episode this week because it is our one year anniversary and we are super excited to have you guys with us. Um, and so we're celebrating with some fun cocktails. Um, this is called an aviation. And if you would like to make one, if you're a cocktail connoisseur or if you like gin, uh, the recipe we'll put in the show notes so they can, oh, yeah, yeah. Them, you know, um, so we are celebrating our one year anniversary of take a killer to brunch, which feels a little bit wild because, you know, um, a year ago I was sitting in Toronto and we were on zoom and I was telling you the confession killer case or what's his name? Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. And you were reacting to it. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like forever ago? It feels like forever ago. And it feels like you've lived in 5,000 places since then. Not wrong. Yes. You're wrong. It, it's, it's close to that. Um, I should have <laughs> come with, I should have come with stats. Where, where have I been? Where have I been? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that like now you're about as close as you can possibly get to me without actually living with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep, this is the closest uh, we've been. Look at that. You know, if John ever breaks up with me, I'll just move in. <sighs> no, we can be roomies again. Yeah, we just have to clean that couch that smells like Penny. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, if I think about it, it was Toronto, and then it was Florida. Well, we went to California for like two weeks, whatever. Mm. And then it was Florida. And then Florida, we went, where did we go back to? Oh, we went to Savannah. And then we went to North Carolina oh, yeah, to see yeah. his mom for the holidays. And then we drove all the way back. Was it to Phoenix? Yeah, we went to Phoenix because we stayed with my sister. And then we flew to Sweden. Mm -hmm. And then we went from Sweden to Paris and then Paris back to Arizona. And then we went to Portland. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then we came back. That's all we did. That's all done. Oh, that's, your... that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say I've done a lot in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Can recap your year since we started the podcast. Um, so since we started, obviously, when mm -hmm. we did start, I was still married, still had my husband at the time, still had my house, all the things. So it's wild to think that that was this time last year and mm -hmm. being in a completely different mindset to then living with my aunt and my grandma and my cousin to finally finding a place of my own, being out on my own again. And then now having you here with me so close. So close. Like you can walk over. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's been a wild ride and we did this all along the way. All along the way. Yes. <laughs> so it just goes to show that if we could do it, you yeah. And, you know, we appreciate any and all that have listened to us kind of throughout the journey because, you know, I know we've had our little breaks, little hiccups, you know, but that's life. I mean, you can only do so much and people don't realize that, you know, it's it seems simple enough to do a podcast, but it's absolutely I thought really not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a lot of work and it's a labor of love. And that's what we've kind of discovered, I think, too. Yep. It's been the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs. So kind of how we're going to celebrate this episode is um, it's going to be longer. So just hang on for the ride. We're going to do a joint story together that we're really excited for you guys. And we're also going to talk about the last year of the podcast and some questions along the way. Um, we would love to hear your guys's 
thoughts um, over the last year down in the comments, or you can DM us or whatever you want to do. Let us know, like, what were your favorite moments? What do you hope to see for the podcast in the future? Like, what would you like to see come from us? And um, we would just really love that feedback because I feel like we're going to have a really solid next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that being said, before we actually get into everything, I did get Darcy a present. I'm super, super excited. It's okay. But you have to unbox yours oh, right now. Where is it? Um, I have it. So I just thought it was really cool, like really unique. So, and you know, I did it as a thank you because Darcy does so much for this podcast and for me in this last year, because I've been literally the definition of chaos. <laughs> the definition of chaos and it still kind of am i'm just slightly calming down on my chaos like my chaos yeah so she kind of helps keep me together mostly yeah and then kind of helps me with my chaos too because she's also chaos mm-hmm. but this is your present i do <laughs> <laughs> it's in a little box don't tell them. <laughs> okay let's so you have to see the pre- the paper first okay see the paper first so what it is is they created your own logo well it's backwards for you guys that's so cool so with the letters of your name what is this called because i've seen videos of people doing this i'm not too sure but like i found it and i thought it was the coolest looking thing ever because you can literally see every single letter of your name in that logo there's a there's a totally name for it there's like this famous like tiktok person who does it yeah it might be him i don't know but so now i I had to wear a high neck shirt or higher neck shirt because i'm like oh Oh, yours is fun. Uh, so I got one too. Gold, I love it. Yes, I got you the gold and me the silver. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so I had to like not wear this necklace since I like bought it. And originally it was supposed to be like one of your birthday presents, but I was like, there's no way I'm not going to wear mine in front of you from now until October. That's fair. Can you put this on me? <laughs> it is, now that's the only thing I will say is really hard is the stupid class. That's my only complaint. That's okay. You know, I still have my pumpkin necklace for my birthday from last year uh-huh. um, because one of the clasps on it broke. So uh, now that we've settled, I want to get some jewelry fixing stuff from Michael's so I can fix it. Yeah. And I figured down the line, I'll probably end up maybe getting a new chain for it or something like that. So. Oh, yeah. But now we have a little matching one. Oh. And I thought it was so cool. Because it's so unique, you know, it's like literally a one of a kind kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Um, did you buy it at a store or did you find it online? Etsy. Well, you should totally send me the link and I'll put it in the show notes. So, I mean, if you want one. Yeah, that's a great gift idea too. Because literally it's a one of a kind uh, thing. It wasn't that expensive. It was decent. I mean, it was decently priced, but yeah. like considering like it's actually like made to order basically because it's your letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you can't really return that. No. That is so fun. Oh, and it shows you where the letters yeah. are. Sweet. You're going to kind of know. Um, I ran out of time, but I wanted to pot the satin pothos I propagated for you. <laughs> that's, been, that's been hanging out in my living room for the last month. Um, so I will bring I'll bring that over to you once I get him potted mm-hmm. this weekend. Oh, well, that's a fabulous way to kick off this episode. And I am so sweaty. I am so sorry. <laughs> I know. We should, we should go turn the air down. Like, we could do our little timeout thing. So I think we have, I mean, we have like three talking points we wanted to kind of go over in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Should we start with one and then halfway through our, our story, we take a break and talk to another one? Should we save them all for the end? Should we do them all at the beginning? How should we do our... I say let's do it all at the beginning because then I know like once we get into the story, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. 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 And then you guys can skip ahead if you want. If yeah. You're lame, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and start. So first question would be um, now that... Oh, now that we're here, put up. The first question is... Um, for you, Shannon, we'll start with you. What has running a podcast been like? Was it anything or everything that you thought it would be? Ups, downs, highs, lows, anything like that? Um, and I think for me, like a low for me is realizing, you know, I mean, I'm not, we're not old. I mean, we're getting kind of old, but um, <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't consider myself super old, but like, I thought I was pretty tech savvy. Oh God. And spilling my drink. Um, but doing the podcast, I realized I'm very not tech savvy. Oh God. Yeah. That's like a, like a hard realization. And I'm just like, wow, I thought like I kind of knew how to work things, but no, like that's a, it goes on a whole nother level. And so that was kind of like a difficulty for me that I had to get used to is relearning a lot of things, knowing that I don't know a lot as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Um, then I guess more of like a high, cause I did one of each was, um, just the amazing amount of like support that I've gotten. I know through like my coworkers, my friends, my family, like originally I was like, oh, are they going to like, what are they going to say? Like when I say like, oh, we're doing a podcast, right. but everybody's like so cool about it. Like, like they're all like, oh, what is it? Like, what's it called? Like, you know, like I want to listen to it. So it's just, you know, getting the word out and being like, yeah, like we have a podcast. And like, even today I had my dentist appointment. And I told my, and I told them, oh, so much fun, you know, um, but they were asking me like, so what are you going to do with the rest of your day? So I was like telling them about the podcast and stuff. And like, even my dentist, she's like, yeah, on my breaks, I like go to my car and straight up listening to like the murder podcast. Nice. She's like, I'll have to write that down. Aww. <laughs> so she hopefully will listen. Dr. Green is her name. She's amazing. Hi, Dr. Green. She is amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, that it's just that. So just knowing that so many people are so supportive, um, and they think it's really cool and badass. So that's been great. What about you? Oh man, um, it's nothing like I thought it would be. No, because <laughs> I remember I got I got the idea of us doing a podcast when you sent me, and that's why we drank for the first time in the heart of the pandemic uh, in 2020. And in a matter of three months, I had binged all of their content. We're fucking years of content. They started their podcast in 2017 and I was caught up <laughs> like September. Yeah. Um, and I was like, dude, we could totally do this. They're so relatable. They're just like us. And I do think that they've inspired a lot of best friend podcasts yeah. to think. I think they're kind of one of the pioneers of like big podcasters. Um, and it's nothing like I thought it would be. Right. I was like, oh, I could do this, no problem. But then my perfectionist brain was like, but your notes have to be perfect and everything has to be right. And you have to have as much information as possible. And then it was like burnout. And then it was like, am I even making something worth making? Like there is a lot that goes emotionally into this. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and then there's the the self-sabotage or like, um, the imposter syndrome, right? Like your podcast doesn't sound as good as every other podcast or your podcast doesn't do this and you don't do that. And we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't nailed this yet. And it's like so much, all this bad things and it really bums you out. Mm -hmm. But then on the high note, it's like, it's something I look forward to doing with you every single week, Mm -hmm. right? Like how many people do you know? Or like, even we think about our own childhoods, right? It's like, oh, my friend lived down the street, but I never saw them. Right. Right. Like it's like a commitment we do to ourselves every single week and to each other. And it's like we have to show up and like foster that. And um, one of the biggest positives I've seen is 
we're still pretty brand new, I think. And like, we're still getting our bearings on some of the social media stuff, but finding that we have new subscribers or new followers every day or um, other podcasters that are like doing way better than us. It's like, oh, I found your podcast and um, I started following you on Spotify or whatever. It's like, you know, I really like your stuff. And it's like, oh my God, we can't wait to listen to your podcast and everything like that. So it's really cool just to find the community of people that are like, who cares if your audio is not that great or whatever. It's like, we appreciate the content that you're putting out. So that really makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, even when we go over the statistics, because we don't do it every time now. So it's like, it's almost like it's even better when we do look at them. Cause we're like, oh my God, we haven't looked at these in weeks. And it's like, holy crap, we're up to like this many countries or this many states. And it's just like mind blowing. And it's just like, it's really kind of humbling too at the same time. Cause we're like, wow, like, you know, it's just something that we do to kind of like, you know, keep in touch, stay best friends and like have fun with it. But it's like, it's reaching so far now that it's, it's just crazy. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And we'll do, we'll do stats for you guys. I didn't pull them up right away, but like, we'll do stats to see like where, how far we've reached in the last year. Cause yeah. we did look at it and we're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. To put it into perspective, we're in more countries than we are states. Yeah. Which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. That's really a fun statistic. Yeah. Also like get your shit together, America. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Question number two, Shannon. What has been your favorite episode so far and why? Oh my God. It has to be the Sean Vincent Gillis. You know that. <laughs> that was so much fun. I don't know if it was like whatever we were drinking that day or what it was, but like the jokes and the laughs coming the out of that. <laughs> the period. Oh my God. Uh, the the vortex of blood going from the window out you know i don't it was just yeah the portal of blood i don't yeah the portal of blood so it was it was a great and it was a fun episode you know all in all of its goriness and truthfulness unfortunately but you know we try to still have fun with it and laugh a little you know as more rude as that sounds i know there's other people like this out there so yeah <laughs> that also laughed with us Listen, humor, dark humor in death is a very real thing. So yes, I've accepted it. I mean, there's, you know, crude humor, but dark humor in death yeah. is pretty, is pretty common. I was also thinking too, though, like for like my own episodes that I've done, one of the first ones I ever did, just because it was like one of those that actually was kind of popular. And I was like, wow, like it got me really into it was of course, you know, my dark Disney, my, um, your Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Yeah. Cause that was such a, like a unique topic that nobody had done before that I managed to like, just find. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it was something where it's like, okay, me, this is something that people haven't heard. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like got me really, really, really into it. So, yep. Um, that's also, I mean, I had a tie. So I didn't, I had a hard time thinking about what was my favorite episode that we've done so far. And it's all of the dark Disney stuff that you've done. Like mm-hmm. they are just so cool to like learn. Cause not only are you like learning origin stories, you're learning other cultures, folklore. Yeah. Right. Like we're not just learning about, you know. Bigfoot or American folklore or like the boogeyman or the bat, right? Like every country has a boogeyman. It looks differently or everything like that. So I think I get really into those episodes that you do. And the Peter Pan one did take off. And a fun fact, when we look at, when I looked at over the course of our entire podcast, our number one YouTube episode was on the um, Idaho State student murders. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So that was our number one. YouTube video, it's getting close to like a thousand views at this point. Like that's, that's crazy. been the number one. Um, but our top two episodes were The Confession Killer and Peter Pan. Like those for consistently stayed in our top two episodes. And the funniest part is they were back to back. Yeah. You came in on The Confession Killer and the very next one was Peter Pan. <sighs> so 
I mean, are you guys telling us something? Like, yeah. Did we do something good there that we need to go back to? You with our shit audio? Like, yeah. oh God. Oh, you know. We were. All right, next question. Next question. Okay, Shannon, what would you like to see happen for the podcast in the next year? Oh, the same goals as my always goal. And that it would be for us to get a little bit better at our whole social media presence, which we we both know we keep saying that. And it's what people don't understand is that like, I give so much credit now to those that are influencers or like that are regulars on social media, on TikTok and all that. Cause I'm like, that it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience and you really have to enjoy doing it because I mean, and maybe we're just too much perfectionists or something like that, but making content sometimes is just like, oh my, it's so daunting. You have this idea of what you want it to look like and what you want it to be, but then finding the correct app to use to even create it. And then what if the sound or the audio isn't matching up like you want it to or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then you're like hours into it and you're just frustrated as fuck. Mm -hmm. But I know that we need to be better out on social media because that is a big way that we can gain those listeners and the followers and stuff like that, because it just gets you more out there for people that, you know, maybe don't listen to podcasts all the time or are newly into getting into podcasts. Like even if you have say like a TikTok or a reel or something out there to be like, this is one of our episodes. Like I know that's going to bring us more listeners and more of that, that kind of like that popularity that I know we want to achieve. I agree. Um, I would say that's pretty much in line with my, it was my same goal. And I spent some time kind of like mapping out how I want that to look or how we can make that happen. And I do think we have, um, believe it or not, we do business meetings. (laughs) So we have some stuff to talk about at our next set of meetings, but I do think it just comes down to us prioritizing that kind of stuff. So it gets easy to pull content from episodes and like that's easy content for Instagram. It's digestible. It's easy for YouTube shorts, that kind of fun stuff. But some of the ideas that we've talked about are going to involve a little more effort. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers about content that we want to make because it would be really fun. Um, we have to sit down and kind of coordinate how and when that kind of stuff gets made and that kind of thing like there. Because getting it scheduled and getting it put out isn't the hard part. Right. It's creating it, as you okay. said before. So I do think that um, I would like to see more attention to care of, of social media because when we were on top of it, mm-hmm. we were seeing some good traction in it. Right. And I am impressed that for not being so active in it right now, <laughs> we're still seeing traction. Like yeah. we're still getting, you know, Instagram followers. We're still getting YouTube views and watches and um, subscribers there. So and and ultimately, it's like we couldn't do it without you guys. Like I know some of you have recommended us to other people, and like you're a huge driving force for it too. And any kind of feedback that you want to give, we are so happy to receive. Whether it's like how can we make this better for you, like um, what made you subscribe, what made you follow, what is it that you want to see, and like did you recommend it to somebody or something along the way, or if you have a story, we would love to share it. So, like. I don't remember her name, but we did have someone who commented on one of our YouTube videos when we did the truck stop killer. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. oh yeah, I actually ran into him in the seventies when I was a young we woman. Mind blown by that. Yeah. And she like almost died and she was able to like escape. And I was like, and she was just like writing it in the comments. So go find that video. I used to find her comments. Um, but it's a wild story and um, we appreciate her for sharing that. And if you have one too, we would love to hear it. And so I think this year is going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. So more to come. And thank you for being here. If you've been with us for a short time or a long time and welcome if you're brand new. Um, 
we are very excited for, I want to say 2022, but it's, it's not 2022 for oh. year two. It's, we started in 2022. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. All right. So do you want to tell the people what we are covering today? Oh, Darcy has so been waiting for this. And I'm I'm glad we're able to do it together because she knew that this was right up my alley because like we like to say is we're not just about the murder, the serial killers and stuff like that. We do all things spooky. Um, so I don't know if any of you guys are aware or have ever heard of this term before, but this is a story also known as what people refer to it as is a creepy pasta. So what a creepy pasta is, I know it sounds kind of goofy, is that it's a collection of stories that are basically you don't know, they're somewhat based on truth or they could be truth um, or similar to branches off of like what could have actually happened. Um, but they're usually very scary or they're more like the horror type stories. And what this one is, is it's a, one of their most popular ones by far. Um, it really took off a few years ago and it's something that you may be familiar with and it's called the Russian sleep experiment. Yup. So we're going to do a dual episode for you guys today and we're going to talk all about it. The fun part about this is we did our own independent research mm -hmm. and we're going to kind of see where we overlap and what information each of us brought to the table that the other maybe didn't look into. Yeah. Um, so it's a fun way to not only do something together, but also it's a fun way to see how we do research differently. Yeah. You know? Oh, and I already know, like just starting off that we're going to be very different. So this is where I was going <laughs> to ask you, because I know we already said this is going to be a longer episode, but yeah. I can do the best I can with like reading it rather quickly is I did actual bullet points off the story because I know a lot of people probably haven't heard it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can actually tell the story first and then we can go into our research if you'd like. Because you know me, I like yeah. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. You are more of a storyteller, which makes it really easy for me to copy and paste your notes into like the show notes. Because <laughs> I'm just like, she just has a story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. <laughs> I do my stories in bullet points. So it's a little hybrid kind of, you know. I did, I tried to brief it as much as I could, which I will read it as quickly as I can. So it's not super duper long. <laughs> um, but I feel like it, it's a very good story and a very creepy story. We can really kind of get you guys in the mood to be creeped out. So by the way, forewarning, if you know, this is a trigger warning, like it's, like I said, it is a scary story. Uh, it does involve a lot of gore. It mm -hmm. could involve some truth. So it might freak you out a little bit. Bodily mutilation. Yes. Oh, and you know, I have, I don't know if you know, but I have a note about um, mutilation of animals. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, all that being said, it is a trigger warning because it is, a, it is an intense, intense story. Um, but it's a good one. So I will go ahead and kind of start us off by really telling the story and then we will go into what we researched. Great. All right, you guys, this is the story of the Russian sleep experiment. So in the 1940s, Russian researchers kept five prisoners of war alive for 15 days using a new experiment, experimental gas. The goal of this gas was to effectively keep their soldiers awake during like longer during their battles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, effect, you know, they want to, you know, have one soldier do multiple things for a longer period of time. Um, and this is during like the World War II era. 1940s, late 1940s. Mm hmm. Now, these five test subjects were kept in a sealed environment with only a porthole-sized window and a microphone in the room. This is before video cameras were really a thing. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the odd, like the, the ability to record or anything like that, minus just the microphone. In the chamber was books for them to read, cots but no bedding, running water, a toilet, and enough food to feed the five, to feed the five individuals for at least 30 days. So twice the amount of days, so they made sure they had plenty of food. 
Now, at the end of day 15, the prisoners of war were told that they would earn their freedom. So that was their goal. So if you could make it through the 15 days, you would then be free. Mm-hmm. Or so they thought. Now, the first five days seemed fairly normal. The microphone recorded their conversations, and mostly the prisoners would talk about their traumatic incidents of their past. Now, however, by the day, end of day five, the conversations turned much more dark. The test subjects would complain about their circumstances and began showing severe signs of paranoia. Now, remember, you guys, they are told they cannot sleep. This is part of the experiment. So this is a gas designed to keep them awake. Mm -hmm. As the days progressed, the subjects stopped talking amongst each other and only whispered into the microphone. So now they're no longer conversating. They are only whispering into the little microphone in the room. And they were like talking shit about each other. Yep. So they began believing they can win over the researchers by turning in their fellow test subjects. So basically trying to win their favor. Mm -hmm. Now, at the end of day nine, a test subject started screaming for three hours straight while running the length of the chamber. Eventually, he could no longer scream. However, that doesn't mean he wasn't trying. At this point, only the occasional squeak would come out. The researchers suspect that the extreme screaming physically tore his vocal cords. Surprisingly, this didn't affect the other test subjects at all. They simply continued on whispering into the microphone. So basically, as their buddies screaming his head off, running around, they're just still whispering their little secrets into the microphone. A second test subject also begins screaming. The two non-screaming subjects then began tearing pages from the books in the chamber, smearing them with their own feces and plastering them onto the portal window. Yeah, it's like, you know, they didn't have gardens. Mm -mm. So that's what they did to kind of cover the portal so no longer. And what supposedly it was, was the, the window itself. They couldn't actually see out of it. Mm -hmm. It was like a, like a was it the one two-way mirror or whatever? Mirror. Yeah, so it's like the... Researchers could watch them, but they couldn't see anything out. They would just see their reflection. It's a really gross paper mache project. Very, very <laughs> gross. Very smelly. Very smelly. So once the window was covered, the screaming stopped. Now, so did the whispers into the microphone simultaneously. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's complete silence. After three more days, the researchers ensured that the microphones were still working, so they tested them. And it was baffling to them. Mind you, they did not open up the chamber because this is filled with that noxious gas that's supposed to keep them awake. You know, the microphone was still working. So another piece of the monitoring equipment that they had um, in the chamber itself was something that would check the oxygen levels because they wanted to make sure were they dead, were they alive? They don't know because they can't see that through that window anymore. Mm -hmm. And what it showed was that it was showing that five individuals were alive, but they were actually using the same amount of oxygen that would be used as if they were doing extraneous exercise. So that was a little odd. Now at day 14, the researchers, they're just like completely like it's been silent. So what is going on in there? They have absolutely no idea. Um, they decided to use the intercom. So there was an intercom in the chamber to speak to the test subjects. Now this is the first time in 14 days they've spoken to the test subjects. Because they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Now, and what they were doing was they they were just so concerned that, you know, that they're basically their guinea pigs were dead. So they wanted some sort of response. Um, so this is what they said over the intercom. We are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. Now, after saying that over the intercom, 
in the microphone, they heard a single phrase in response in a very, very calm voice. And they stated, we no longer want to be freed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So come in at your own risk, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So immediately debate broke out amongst the researchers. And finally, by midnight on the 15th day, the chamber was opened. Before opening the door, of course, the chamber was flushed of that gas stimulant and fresh air was blown in because they didn't want their soldiers who were going in there to be exposed. Mm-hmm. So immediately, three voices were heard begging and pleading for the gas to return. Finally, the door was opened and the subjects began screaming as loud as possible. And so did the soldiers who were going to retrieve them. Inside the chamber, four of the five test subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly consider them alive. The food rations had not been touched, likely after day five. Chunks of meat from the dead test subject, the one that had to die, um, had been stuffed into the drains on the floor, causing four inches of water to be covering the floor. However, it could not be determined how much was water versus blood. The four surviving test subjects all had large portions of muscle and skin torn from their bodies. Their fingertips were only bones, indicating that these wounds were done by their own hands, and most, if not all, were self-inflicted. The abdominal organs below the rib cage were all removed from the test subjects. The heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. However, most of the skin covering the rib cage and the chest were basically removed, so exposing everything. Uh, let's see. So all the abdominal organs and vessels still remained intact. However, they had simply been taken out and basically laid on the floor. Um, so the researcher said that you could actually still see the digestive tra tract still processing food, but it wasn't actually food. Because remember, the rations hadn't been touched after day five. Now, come to find out down the line, they realized that what was actually being processed in their digestive tract was the skin and flesh that they had torn off. So of they themselves. were of themselves. So they were consuming their own flesh. Um, so when the task began of removing the test subjects, one of the soldiers would be killed, basically, when his throat was ripped out. And another was injured when his testicles were ripped off and an artery in his leg was bit into by a test subject. So they put up quite a fight. They did not want to leave. Another five Russian shoulders. Shoulders. Oh, my God. Soldiers. Soldiers. Another five shoulders. Shoulders. Yes. <laughs> Another five Russian soldiers. That's a tongue twister. Russian soldiers would actually die following the experiment due to suicide mm -hmm. now going back to the struggle during the struggle of removing the test subjects one of the subjects actually suffered an injury from being trying to removed and that was to his spleen so immediately russian doctors they didn't want to lose their precious test subject so they immediately tried to save his life um but he would eventually die from his injury because they found that they could not sedate this test subject even when giving him 10 times the normal dose of a sedative so they could not sedate this man who has been awake for 15 days he acted basically like a caged animal despite his injuries even breaking the ribs and arm of one of the doctors as he bled out from his injuries even after he seemingly bled out he would continue to scream and flail for another three minutes only screaming more as he fought off anyone that came near the other three test subjects were finally restrained, and the two with intact vocal cords also continuously begged for the gas to return. Doctors would attempt to put back the organs that, of the subjects that they had removed themselves. Um, one test subject fought so hard on the operating table that he nearly tore through a four-inch leather strap holding him down. 
Once doctors found a dose of basically they end up using an anesthetic that would put him under, his heart immediately stopped beating once his eyes closed. So basically, once he fell asleep after 15 days, he died. Upon autopsy, it was discovered that his blood contained triple the amounts of oxygen of normal blood. And during his struggle on the operating table, he broke nine of his own bones. The test subject that no longer had intact vocal cords also fought. However, the doctors asked about surgery without any anesthetic. And I believe they were just kind of like talking amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. And as he's in the background, because he could not talk, when that, once that was brought up, he immediately started shaking his head. Yes. So for the entire six-hour procedure of putting his organs back into his body, he did not react at all. One nurse recalled being horrified when their eyes met and the corners of his eyes seemingly smiled. After what would be an impossibly painful surgery, the subject attempted to speak but was unable to, of course, since his vocal cords were no longer intact. Doctors handed him a notepad and he wrote, keep cutting. The other subjects would receive the same procedure as well without anesthetic. Instead, the doctors had to use a paralytic due to the laughing that would come to them as the test subjects were being cut and sutured. When asked why they had severely injured themselves, the only response was, I must remain awake. When trying to decide what to do with the remaining three test subjects, euthanizing was, of course, an option. However, one research researcher suggested that they put the gas back on to see what would happen. This time in the chamber, the subjects were restrained and had an EEG wires placed on their heads to monitor their brainwaves, which is actually something I used to do in my career. So I used to put the wires on people's heads and we'd watch basically procedure-like activity. It's also how you, you know, can see brain activity in general. Um, to much of their surprise, when the subjects knew the gas was returning, they stopped fighting. So they knew that they were getting what they wanted, basically. And when looking at the EEG waves, all seemed kind of normal, except for one exception. So every so often, occasionally, there would be these long periods of flat lines, indicating that the subjects were experiencing periods of brain death. Despite all of his efforts, one subject, right before being put back on the gas, would fall asleep and immediately died. In a panic not to lose the last remaining two subjects, the Russian commander, who was in charge of all of this, demanded the chamber be sealed with three soldiers inside, as well as the subjects. So soldiers were basically trying to secure them in the chamber again. One dies, and he's like in a meat pan. He's like, shut the door. We're turning the gas back. Yeah, lock them all in there. We're turning the gas on. Luckily, one of the soldiers immediately draws his gun and shoots the commander in the face and screamed, I will not be locked in this chamber with these things. Mm -hmm. He then killed the mute subject and turning to the final subject that could speak, he screamed, what are you? The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and, paral and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where you cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. We are so nearly free. He noped the fuck out of that. He was like, okay, cool story, bro. But like, I'm just going to kind of do it. <laughs> yes. So really going into research on the, the story of the Russian sleep experiment with that, which that was the end of it, you guys, mm -hmm. is that basically the synopsis of it is that sleep hides the demon within us, basically, or hides the madness within us. 
So without sleep, the madness comes out. Hmm. So it's kind of like they're saying like, you know, without sleep, sleep is vital and there is madness within us all. Sure. I mean, in the words of the Mad Hatter, we're all a little mad here, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Some fun things, as I was doing my own research, some fun facts about the Russian sleep experiment or what, you know, when we're discerning fact from fiction, because of a podcast I listened to, um, I think it's called the the Brohios or Bronios, whatever I'll put in the show notes. They made a good point. They were like, you know, wherever there's smoke, there's fire. So even if it's a story or a creepypasta, there's probably some truth that something came from this from somewhere. Right, right. Right. So I learned <clears throat> that there was a drug called SP-117 uh, that they used back in Russia. And it was, I think it was actually created in America. No, a certain drug of SP-117. Um, Nikolov, Nikolaev um, is probably what it's pronounced as Nikolaev. Um, but also known as SP-117, which is how I will be referring to it. And basically what we need to know, they actually had um, a former KGB biological weapons department person come in and he interviewed and he talked about this drug. And this is what we know about SP-117, right? Mm-hmm. It was known to be um, a hypnotical catalyst um, with no smell, no color, and no immediate side effects. These were used, as you say, like keep soldiers awake mm-hmm. so the the russian military could use less soldiers and it was said that it would keep injured soldiers basically giving them like superhuman strength mm-hmm. so they could keep on fighting even though they were injured so there's a theory that this is possibly the drug or the gas that was used or maybe a form of it or a part of it or whatever but this drug did exist um <clears throat> and do 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 it was also used as a truth serum. Um, and one main ingredient, this is the American main ingredient, was called um, amobarbital. Um, I don't know if I said that right, mm-hmm. but that was like an American made drug. And then it's been used over time. And that was kind of used in this whole truth serum business. And it was used to treat those suffering from catatonia or catatonia and mania. And this guy was like, no, this shit works. If this guy like vows up and down. He was like, this is what we used. Um, so this is the trigger warning part about dead dogs. Um, mm-hmm. And one confirmed experiment we do know that actually happened in Russia in the late 1940s was they would cut the heads off of dogs and they would put it on these machines. Well, pay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? <laughs> She's like, like, absolutely not. Like, I was not ready. She, I said dogs. She's like, what? <laughs> oh, sorry, baby. We are not going to cut your head off, I promise, even though you drool now. She's side-eyeing us so hard. Yep. Anyway, so they would cut the heads off of dogs, and they'd put them on these, like, robo-dog bodies, and they would inject the heads with this SP-117, and it would keep the head alive, and they would hope that it would make this machine work. And as we all find out, that didn't happen, yeah. right? The Robo Dogs were a failed experiment, but this was just one experiment they had tried um, with. Oops, with this drug. Um, so that's one fun fact that I have. Yeah, and I also saw too that they did do more studies too. Like one of the actual, this is some truth too. Is a, a Russian. Um, uh, basically experimenter was known as her name was Marie de Menessian. She also, you know, tested on dogs, which is fucked up, but she did study sleep deprivation as well. So it's like, 
you know, like I said, you know, while this may not be a hundred percent factual story, there is some truth behind it. And honestly, like, could there, you know, some of the the scientists nowadays try to dispute it saying there's no such thing as a gas that could keep you awake. There's no such thing. And I'm like, well, they also said that about aliens and now look at us. So, you know, you can say all you want, it doesn't exist, but you know. It's also super self-centered to think that there were the only life forms out there. Yeah. Whether the government says aliens exist or not, like we've always known that they're existing. So like, calm down if you think we're the only ones out there. Right. But, you know, why would God make aliens? God only made humans, right? I mean, we're aliens to some other species. My mom's argument. That's her argument. God only created man. (laughs) Well, that's not true, but okay. Uh. (laughs) Um, And I saw that you had this on here too, but I actually found the more current one because I saw two where I thought that the record for staying awake, the current Guinness World Record was 11 days, but it's actually been broken. So now the current world record for staying awake is 453 hours and 40 minutes. And you guys, that is 18 days, 21 hours and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's held by who? Robert McDonald of Mariposa, California. <laughs> there you go. Fun fact too, uh, the Guinness Book of World Records also removed that from their records because they were like, this is probably harmful to people. Yeah, they didn't want people trying to beat that because yeah. they realized how insanely bad it is for your body to stay awake that long mm-hmm. um so that was achieved back in 1986 so since then to our knowledge nobody's tried to beat that and i can't imagine being awake for that long that's more than two weeks yeah no i mean the first one i think that most people know about um is randy gardner yeah. right yeah. he was a high school student and he stayed awake for 11 days and the funny part about his story is he's like he broke the record and then he slept for 14 hours and missed the submittal period (laughs) so he did all that for basically nothing um but he reported so here's some of the stuff that he reported during his his time of sleep deprivation was um he had small bouts of hallucinations paranoia dizziness memory loss and and slurred speech but he said after he woke up he was fine he was right as rain he was like i just needed to knock out 14 hours and then all this was totally fine and there were no prolonged effects. Right. Yeah. So there wasn't, but I mean, I just, like, I know, I think it was uh, um, Robert McDonald. I read a little bit. He said too, that I got to a point and I, which I can imagine, like, have you ever been like so exhausted that like, even the thought of eating is just like, no. Yeah. He's like, he couldn't eat. He lost weight. Like all these things. Like, so during the process, it's terrible for you, but like, it's crazy to think that all your brain really needs is to get some sleep and you're like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. Like sick rooms, power down. Yes. Um, and a good example of this is DJ Trip. Did you read this story? Uh-uh. Okay. So DJ Trip is a DJ. Um, and he set up uh basically we're just gonna party this entire time. So he set up his booth and everything in the middle of town square. And and he was being monitored by doctors and by scientists. You said town square, not time square. Whatever. <laughs> I was like town square, you mean he was in the town square. He was in the town square. No, he was in uh, downtown New York in like Times Square. And I was thinking of the coupe glass. Times the coupe finds empty, which we'll get to some in a second um, before we move on. But he was like, I'm in this whole thing. And so he starts doing his DJ stuff. And he's being monitored by doctors and by scientists. He was also on um so he was also on stimulants to keep him awake so his 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 a little bit closer to the story of like he was on some kind of additive where it was like 
you know, Randy Gardner was just like a kid forging through the fire. So yeah, somebody said he like played like pinball the entire time too. Oh, that's not bad. He'd be like, he was playing pinball, like so he was in an arcade, like just literally and doing whatever you can. Yeah. He like beat all the games. If you go to your room, you're done for. Yeah. Don't do it. So what happens after three days of this nonstop party, um, his his observer said he started to get really snappy with people. And I was like, oh, can imagine. Um, but by the end of this entire experiment, his goal was like 200 hours. He would stay awake for 201 hours. Mm -hmm. I didn't do the math on that. Um, but they started to, they put, they started to monitor his brainwaves. They did the same like EEG or whatever on his head. And they started to notice that in the short long is he was simultaneously dreaming and having nightmares at the same time while he was awake, causing them to hallucinate. Well, yeah, that's hallucinations basically. And he was, because his brain waves, while he was having these fits of hallucinations, were showing the exact same readings of, re of deep REM sleep. Yeah. But he was awake. And he was like, there were spiders crawling in everybody's shoes. There were spiders on his shoes. Um, he started to get really paranoid. He started yeah. to think that, like, the scientists and the doctors were trying to harm him. Like, they were getting really concerned for his well-being. Yeah. Um, so he managed to make it to his 200 hour goal. And then the scientists and the doctors were like, can you stay awake for one more hour so we can run some tests? <laughs> and he was like, fuck it. Yeah. So he did. And then he followed it up with 13 hours of sleep. Yeah. So that's crazy thing. I just realized it could dawned on me, like the actual truth of Robert McDonald beat the Russian sleep experiment because he was awake for 18 he days. And, uh, but he didn't have that gas though. So I think that's the key. Yeah. And it's like, if there's truth to this story, right? Mm. We can only imagine what could have actually happened to these people because there are things out there that paralyze the human body. Like there's a puffer fish toxin. If anyone's seen, what's that movie? Oh my God. It has fucking Ger Gerard Butler in it. And he, this, these people kill his family. Law-abiding citizen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie is great. But I looked it up, and this actually is true. But there is actually a puffer fish that emits a chemical toxin that when injected, you are paralyzed, but you're awake. Like, you feel everything, but you're paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So you physically can't move, but you can feel everything. So it's like, it's... I mean, we do that at the hospital all the time. There you go. But, but... Sorry, I just ate my cherry. Soaked in liquor. Um. So it's really crazy because, like, we have to be super careful about that. Like, especially when like we're going to intubate somebody, which means like we're putting the tube down their throat. Like it's clearly labeled paralytic sedative because you don't want to paralyze somebody before you sedate them. You want to sedate them first. So then they don't know they're paralyzing and getting a tube shoved down their throat. That's How just me. Know that? That's that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like if they, if they forgot to do the sedative after the paralytic and you're just like, as this thing's being shoved down. Yeah. No, that was, I think of my, like my old, like elementary school best friend, she had tonsillitis to have her tonsils removed and she woke up during the surgery mm -hmm. and she was like, I could start to feel them like removing my tonsils and she was like, I like couldn't move. Yeah. And she's like, she started to cry and a nurse, like the anesthetic, the anesthesiologist caught it and they were like, oh fuck. Like, yeah. Because that's what you're there for. Oh, fun fact. That's your job. Totally, like not even in my notes or anything. I just have this fun fact in my brain, you know? In your brain hole? In my brain hole. Um, <laughs> did you know that if you have the the ginger genes, so like the redhead gene, mm -hmm. you're harder to sedate? I did know that. Yeah. 
So like redheads are not, for whatever reason, they're the hardest people to sedate. Come get me. Yeah. Fucking get me. I don't have any ginger in me, so. They have to pay more money when they're anesthetized. And how do you say that? Anesthetized? Anesthetized. So that's five times fast. Oh, yeah. So yeah, redheads have a harder time. I'll have to ask Kathleen if she's ever been anesthetized. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she has. Well, she had a baby, so. Why did she, well, do you know she is, did she get an epidural? I'm just, I mean, I don't know, actually. I haven't asked. But yeah. That's freaking they had a harder time with Sean, too, actually. He had a little ginger in him. Yep. It's a fun fact, just so you know. That's wild. One of Shannon's random fun facts that she knows in her brain um but yeah so that's kind of what i I mean i basically did the same thing as you and did that kind of research but so uh, we're curious to see what you all think if how much of this is true versus not i remember the first time i ever read that story i was like okay i can't read this by myself right now because (laughs) i think that there are zombies that are walking amongst us so um but yeah i would highly encourage you guys reading the full story from the creepypasta page because it is great um if you're like an avid reader it's a good short story very creepy um but yeah do you have anything else to add? i don't i mean that's all that i really had i mean i was just more so impressed by that there's actually like a drug that they like it possibly could be a, it could have been this oh i would not be surprised you know i mean if you think about it being a scientist in the 1940s was wild no yeah like everybody was experimenting on everybody and everybody was doing everything like we we normally talk about germany right like when we talk about human experiments that are horrific Mm -hmm. we talk about what happened in germany we talk about dr death and we talk about these kinds of things but they weren't the only ones experimenting on people americans were experimenting on people um asian countries were experimenting on people and russia was experimenting on people everyone was just kind of like free balling it yeah i mean like fucking do it there's like there's all these laws and regulations now for a reason you guys for a reason and I'm a firm believer that there is so much in this world we don't know. No. So much we don't know. We just know the horrific stuff that we know, and that's about it. And, you know, it opens up the possibility that, you know, there could be a lot of truth behind this or they could not. So, like, that's where I said, I'm really curious to see what you guys all think. I know this is a very odd one, but, a, you know, not one of our usuals, but I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. And, you know, there's, I'm not going to lie, there's a little part of me that's kind of like, eh, I believe it could be real. Like, yeah. It, oh, yeah. I didn't put that out of the realm of possibility at all. Do I feel like it was, you know, a little blown up a little bit? Sure, maybe. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, the part about like dragon, you know, like their their intestines on the ground. Yeah. It was like, like a, I found of like a little girl with her fake dog and her imagine. Yeah. Just dragging it around. Let me just her. carry my little intestinal. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's a story to the end of the day. It's like, we can joke about it and everything Sorry. like that. But it's just kind of like how much of this was like true and how much of uh, this, where did the truth actually start? And at what point did it no longer become true? Right. I mean, and then you also think too, I mean, if you piece a lot of things that are known facts together, like a couple of years ago, back when that huge thing came out about people being high on bath salts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You remember? Like, I mean, if that thing's real, like, you, I mean, they literally turned into like crazy, like almost like zombie, like people that were literally, yeah, they seem to have like super strength. Yeah. Florida man. Oh, yeah. 
Or it's like crocodile. Yeah, the crocodile that like eats your skin alive kind of thing. And that's why they call it that. Like you have crocodile skin. Yeah. So it's like if those things exist, you're really just piecing together like the, the wildest shit together and putting it in a gas. Yeah, that and like, let's all sprinkle on some cocaine, you know? Yeah, a little bit of cocaine, a little bit of like heroin maybe. Or is it meth? Meth. Meth. That gives you like the crazy fucking hallucination. Yeah. Do all of that together with some kind of paralytic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like there's, it, if you this know. was real, they definitely took any kind of drugs from freaking the concentration camps mm-hmm. and just fucked with it. Yeah. They just mixed the little, little concoction together and made it super addicting too at the same time. Cause you know, they, that's all they wanted was to be back on the gas. Yeah. And it's like one of the podcasts I listened to, they made a good point. They were like, yeah, well hook yourself up to morphine for 15 days straight and then have someone take it out of you. Oh yeah. How would you, how would you feel? Like, you'd be like, give it back to me. Yeah, because that's all they knew for 15 days, so. Mm-hmm. And they went on a paleo diet. Yeah. And then they were terrified of falling asleep because they died. Literally, so. So, you know, part of me was also like, the, at the point at the end was like, what are you? You know, yeah. watch the box. You know? um, it's kind of like, there's a little bit of paranormalness there. It's like, when did you become a demon, right? Like, when did the demon take over? Right. Like, when the first guy started screaming, was he the first one that got taken I over? feel like it's like when the silence began. Ah. So I'm just kind of like, then are they still considered human, right? Like, Right. Because he asked, what are you? Because he, like, the soldier knew, like, these people are not human anymore. Right. So it's like... They're just vessels at that point. Right. And they don't know how to get rid of these things. But the only way to do it is to fall asleep and then they die. die yeah. So it's like, oh, almost free. What does that mean? Like almost free from here or almost free from your tomb, I guess. Yeah. Right? I don't know. So that'd be fun. Let's get like a part two. Yeah. Right. Like someone, listen, someone's going to fucking go to Russia and they're going to uncover some fucking Russian science lab. In the middle of the mountains, and there's snow. And they're going to be like, oh my God, we found this journal. And then they're going to start reading from this journal. And I'm be like, put it back. <laughs> just no. Back. You're starting like the beginnings of the Avengers. Like, let's just not. Or like, where was it? <laughs> there was this one post that I saw. I don't remember. It was, some, it was some university. And they had found some book. And they brought this book to the university that was wrapped in human skin. I don't know. This book. And it was a book about the human body and different things like that. And I was like, has the 1984 evil dead taught you people fucking nothing. I'm like, put it back and leave it there. Yep. yep. <laughs> put the book back. Or like when they finally find like that, la- the re- it was fairly recent too. another like Egyptian tomb. I'm like, don't open it. Yeah. Don't open it. It's hidden for a reason. It's not in a giant pyramid because they don't want it to be found. Put it back. Leave it alone. Leave it where you found it. There's don't like open it. Yes. Or how like, you know, scientists now are trying to bring back dinosaurs. Don't. There's a whole series. There's a no. whole franchise. We do not need the real Jurassic Park. No, that's going to be a hard no. Like, we can barely keep ourselves from killing each other. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many, so many, so many bad ideas out there. The, the humans just want another species to exterminate yeah you know what i mean we're the number one species of extinction for other species so yeah we're probably gonna make our own extinct species oh okay we'll we'll kill ourselves it's fine the world will continue to turn did i always did i just say our own extinct species mm-hmm. yes i did mm-hmm. it just it's dawned fine. on me my our own species extinct yeah 
we'll kill ourselves. It's fine. <laughs> it dawned on me after. I'm like, wow, that didn't sound right. It's fine. I mean, have you heard the whole like the it's the gin? It's the gin. It's one drink. No, no, I'm fine. Um, but these ones are strong. These drinks are like doubles. But it tastes great. It's so good. You'll have to have, you'll try it. Let us know if you tried it. Try the aviation recipe in the show notes. Just because it says gin don't mean doesn't mean that it's going to be nasty, okay? So many people are like, oh, I don't drink gin. I'm like, you know what? I've always been fun about gin. So my boyfriend, John, is super into gin. And apparently gin is the most versatile liquor. It, it's different everywhere you go. There, mm-hmm. Like no one has like the same one gin. And it's totally, it can be flavored easily. It's all this kind of, it's super, super interchangeable in terms of like the flavor. And like, he's found this one, um, the beef eater gin, which I think the name is hilarious. Did you know that's what the Royal Guards at like Buckingham Palace are called beef eaters? That's hilarious. That's why there's like the London guard on the bottle. I was like, beef eater? (laughs) I was like, he's like, that's what they're called. And he like told me. Oh my gosh. He would have those those kind of facts. John has the wild facts, man. That's what. Okay, has he tried his whiskey yet? Or the he did. He, the wise man. He likes it a lot. Okay, yeah. Because I thought that was perfect. It literally said wise man on it. I'm like, oh, this is John. Yeah, but yeah, so great. That was his birthday present. So yeah, I mean, like, and, and that's where I was like, you know, just because it says gin, people are like, oh, gin's gross. I'm like, but you probably had one gin drink, or it was that a was martini. Made, yeah, that was made terrible. Yeah, yeah. you can't drink. You can't just like drink a lot of gin. Like you can't over pour gin and just be okay with it. No, no, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like gin martinis, I I don't even like those personally. No. But like this has gin in it, which is different. I will drink a martini with vodka. Actually dirty with more more multiple olives. Yeah, I'm not a huge martini person. I'm more of like an apple teeny gal. Like I'm a I I'm not big on martinis. I don't know what it is. But yeah, he loves a good dry gin martini. I'm just like. No. But this, in aviation, I will do. You guys have to try it. Do it. Be Here brave. Sure. Be brave. Be brave. It's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. The whole thing will be in the show notes. Yes. Signature cocktail. Maybe that'll be something fun that we For a year, yeah. Yeah. We'll find one for next year, too. Yeah. yeah. And if we have a fun cocktail, let us know. Do you want cocktail recipes? We'll give you one. Yeah. Have chalk bowl of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we got. Yep. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and thank you for celebrating with us. Mm-hmm. And shit, we'll see, we'll see what year number two has to offer. So yep. Cheers with the empty glass. Cheers. Oh, it's nice. It's it's great. It's a very good clink. I do appreciate the good clink. You know what I mean? Not like the jail. <laughs> you have a great highlight today. I didn't say that. I noticed thank you. I do the nose thing. Yeah, thank you. I did my um. It's almost like this like icy blue color because I did the blue eyeshadow, so it's like really like really prominent. Yeah. Well, it goes through your skin tone. Thank you. I tried so hard. I only ever look nice for you. <laughs> so we forgot to do our stats, <laughs> so we're back to do stats. But we also read up. Yeah. You know. Okay. So I wanted to tell you guys about, holy shit, where are we in the world and in the country? So um, we are in order of the countries that we are listened to in. We have the United States, followed by the United Kingdom, and then Australia, who kicked India out of their third place spot because India was in third place for a minute. Mm-hmm. So Australia, we love you. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, then we have Ireland, Canada, Italy, Germany, Norway, Sweden, Russia, Jamaica, Mexico, Bulgaria, Belgium, Estonia, Uganda, Nigeria, Oman, the Philippines, El Salvador, uh, Suriname, 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 Poland, Portugal, New Zealand, Iraq, South Africa, Taiwan, Turkey, Slovakia, um, Panama, Panama, Panama. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Panama, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Panama is the um other galaxy <laughs> that we're, we're on the alternate universe. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, that was solid. Uh the Netherlands, Lithuania, Iran, Finland, Greece, Spain, Denmark, the Czech Republic, Cuba, the Barbados or Barbados, Austria, Albania, the United Arab Emirates, and Zimbabwe. Fucking shit. Yeah. Um, I think when I did the math, we were in, I think we are in like 38 states and 39 countries. Ah. So America, get your shit together. But you know. No, the 40s, you said. Were we? Oh, yeah, we were almost to 50. I think it was yeah. 52 and, or 52. No, it was 42 and 40, 42 and 43. Yeah. I think it was. Um, in the states, uh, our top, our top fighters are always, and number first spit is that Arizona has held their first place spot. So good for you. Yeah. Um, followed by California and then Florida. Florida and Texas have kind of gone back and forth with each other, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, but now Florida's like kicking ass. Yeah, I mean Florida's also batshit crazy right now. So ass <laughs> and taking names. Yeah. Okay with it. So uh we're super happy. Thank you guys for being such dedicated listeners. But following um Texas is Michigan, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New York, Tennessee, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Washington, Georgia, Virginia, Kentucky, Kansas, West Virginia, Indiana, Maryland, Ohio, Nevada, Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, South Carolina, Oregon, New Jersey, Utah, Connecticut, the District of Columbia, Louisiana, Montana, Rhode Island, Alaska, Alabama, Hawaii, and Mississippi. We got some of the really good ones, like Montana. Like, that's like the least populated state there is. I mean, come on. Is it? What's, isn't it? Yeah, pretty sure. Uh-huh. Um, what is like the ones that we don't have so I can like yell at them? We, oh, trust me, I can see who we're missing. It shows us, it tattles. So we're missing Arkansas. What the fuck, Arkansas? Yeah, Nebraska. Really? Uh, South Dakota. Uh-huh. We got North Dakota. I think. Nope, we no. don't. We don't have the Dakotas. We have the Dakotas? Losers. Uh, Wyoming. Idaho, and I think there was one oh, over here, Maine, mm. and Vermont. Huh. With everybody else. Which is crazy because we have like Alaska and Hawaii now. Yeah. And Montana. And Montana. Thanks, Montana. Rhode Island. Like, yeah. Wow. I just, I said this to you before, and I'll say it again. It's the, the these top four make me laugh. Like of of the top four, like Arizona, California, Florida, and Texas, super different demographics. Oh yeah, in ways of thinking, and it just makes me uh, laugh that they're just like. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, Michigan. I mean, they're almost up to Texas. That's oh crazy. yeah, they're about to pass Texas. Texas. Mm-mm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, if you want to take the top spot, you have a whole other year to do it. Yeah, I don't think I know anybody in the states that we don't have honestly yeah me either i don't really think i know no maybe i do know somebody in one of the dakotas i have family that's gonna move to arkansas i think is it arkansas but then just tell them to move and make sure they like download for us yeah right get your shit together 
Like they need to do it tomorrow. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't think I know anybody in any of these states. Mm. I mean, but who the fuck goes to Wyoming? Like what's in Wyoming? I don't know. It's probably really pretty, but... It's a square. It is a literal square. It's a rectangle. Nobody goes to Wyoming for funsies. I've not known one person. Mm -mm. What's in Wyoming? You tell us. What's in Wyoming? And listen to us. So that way we can not... Send this to someone you know in Wyoming so they can get (laughs) mad that we're like, look, Wyoming. Um, But we would love to have you guys there. So we just wanted to tell you guys uh, how we've done compared to like where we started. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and then I remember like last year, like we were like, oh, we need to hit a thousand dollars, and that was like our biggest thing. Like now we're pretty much like we're gonna continue that that track, yeah, easily. And it's all thanks to you guys. So a huge thank you. Um, we couldn't, we wouldn't be here without you guys. And excited to see what the next year holds. Yeah, thanks guys. Bye.